0: Welcome to the Situationship to Soulmate podcast, your guide to navigating the complicated world of dating and sex in your 20s. I'm your host, Shelly, content creator, mental health counseling graduate student, and a trained sex and relationship coach. After going through a lot of traumatic, unhealthy, and toxic experiences throughout my 20s, I'm finally ready to use what I've learned over the years to help those of you who are still experiencing it. I went from situationships, bad hookups, and settling for less than I deserved to finding my soulmate all within one year. Let's help you get there too. Welcome to the very first episode of Situationship to Soulmate. This podcast has been a dream of mine for a while now, and I'm so happy it's finally happening. went through a lot of difficult, traumatic, unhealthy relationships and situationships um, throughout my 20s. And these experiences really shaped me and forced me to grow and to change and to learn a lot about myself. And now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm finally in a healthy relationship, I want to help those of you who are still stuck in that place that I was stuck in for most of my 20s. I thought we'd kick things off with an episode all about situationships because obviously that is in the title of this show. Um, This murky gray area between a casual hookup and a committed relationship is kind of what people define as a situationship. So it's something that I definitely struggled with a lot over the years. And I seem to always find myself just putting myself back into situationships over and over again, even though I knew deep down that I wanted a real relationship. And it was really frustrating because, you know, there seemed to be this disconnect between what I knew I wanted, what I wanted to believe that I deserved, and the reality of the types of dating situationships the types of people that I was choosing to date. So I know I'm not alone in this. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. Um, And I can just still feel that like stomach dropping moment when the person I was going out with would say, I just can't be in a relationship right now, but I really like you. I want to keep hanging out with you, you know, and I would always have to kind of compromise what I wanted, compromise, you know, what I knew, I wanted deep down to be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, let's keep hanging out, even though I'd always feel that disappointed feeling. In hindsight, situationships were never really giving me anything other than massive anxiety, lowering my self-esteem, causing me to continually abandon myself, abandon my needs and my desires, and just putting someone else first, putting someone else's needs and desires first, Because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing when you are saying yes to a situationship when really you are wanting an actual relationship with that person. So why did I keep finding myself in situationships over and over again in my 20s? I'm going to dive into a little bit of my personal experiences, why I think it was so hard for me to break out of the situationship cycle, and then share my advice um, for any of you who might still be feeling yourself stuck in situationships. So I had three main situationships or dating experiences that I would consider a situationship throughout my 20s. The first one started when I was 19 actually, so technically not my 20s, but it continued into my 20s. Um I was in college and you know, I was young, I didn't really have much experience with dating. I in high school I had not had any boyfriends. I had Gone on dates with like two guys total, three maybe. Um, so I kind of went into college totally naive and pretty clueless when it came to dating. Um, and so my sophomore year, I met this guy and I thought things were going great. You know, I really liked him. He did take me on a couple of like real dates, quote unquote. Um, and if any of you have gone to college in America, I'm sure you can relate that guys in college don't really take you on dates a lot, or at least they didn't when back when I was in college. This was like 2012. Um, so the fact that this guy actually took me on dates, I was like, oh, wow, maybe he actually wants to be my boyfriend. And I was really excited about him. Um, and then basically, long story short, I ended up seeing him kissing someone else at a party. And that just totally crushed me. Um, Mind you, we had not had any sort of conversation about exclusivity. We had not, you know, I had not told him that I wanted to be in a relationship with him. You know, none of that conversation had happened. I had just been kind of assuming based on how he treated me um, that maybe he wanted me to be his girlfriend at some point. But that definitely taught me the lesson of like, you need to have that conversation. So I ended up basically asking him to have a conversation with me. We talked. He said, the typical college dude, like, I can't be in a relationship right now. I'm I'm just so busy with school and blah, blah, you know, giving all those stupid excuses <laughs> that I totally fell for at the time and was like, okay, he can't be in a relationship right now. But maybe at some point in the future, he will be able to be. Um, Spoiler alert, he never came around. That was definitely my first experience with like someone can take you on dates, they can you know, act like they really like you, they can be physical with you and that does not mean that they want to be your boyfriend. And yeah, that was kind of my first experience with that and I remember it just really confused me because I was like I don't get why he wouldn't want to be my boyfriend. Like we get along so well, you know. What's what's the deal? It's my second experience with a situation situationship. I was probably about 24. Um, and this was someone who we were kind of in the same friend group. And this was, again, an experience where this guy would, you know, he would take me on dates sometimes. He told me he really liked me. We texted all the time, all that stuff. And credit to him, he kind of pretty early on told me he could not... Be in a relationship with me. He had a lot of stuff going on in his life. Blah blah. Again, all the same excuses. And this was kind of my first experience with this thing that I think a lot of us do. I know I'm not alone in doing this, where we want to see the potential in someone. You know, we want to think like, oh, but if these things were different, or you know, maybe in the future things will be different. And I definitely held on to hope with him uh, for a while, despite him, again. You know, straight up telling me he did not want a relationship. Um, I thought, like, well, you know, once he gets a different job or once he figures out his mental health or, you know, once he kind of cuts back on the drinking a little bit, um, then things will be great. You know, I was looking at like the future potential instead of looking at what was right in front of me, which was a guy who, you know, every single aspect of his life was kind of a mess and he, he was self, aware enough to be like I cannot be anyone's boyfriend. And my third situationship happened um when I was 27 28, so this was the most recent one and this was the one where I kind of finally was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Like this is not what I want. This is not what I deserve. And literally as soon as I decided to part ways with this person and move on and put him in the past, I started dating my boyfriend like a few months later. So um it just goes to show you that sometimes you really have to just have the courage to stop doing these negative patterns that you've been doing and then you will find what you've been looking for. This third situationship was really difficult for me. He definitely was emotionally the most vulnerable of all the people that I had been in situationships with, so he would Talk to me about a lot of things that felt like the type of thing that you would only talk about with your significant other. It was definitely the one that I put the most emotional energy and labor into. And it really, you know, it was really hard for me because I was basically treating him like a boyfriend. I was, you know, I was picking up the phone when he called me drunk and emotional about things. I was, talking him down when he was feeling really, really upset or really, you know, being really hard on himself, like he was the person that I would tell all of my good news to first and vice versa. And at a certain point, I kind of had to realize like, why am I putting all of this time and energy and opening up so much and helping this person so much when he doesn't even, not necessarily even that he doesn't want to be my boyfriend, but like he refuses to make that happen. And he's not willing to take the necessary steps to be good enough for me. Why would you want to be with someone who won't even put in the effort to to be better for you? And again, another common trope that I'm sure a lot of you may have gotten stuck in, I think I thought that I could fix him. I think I thought that I could help him help him through his struggles, help him, you know, help him to become a better person, help him to realize that he did want to date me. And at the end of the day, like the right person won't need any of that. Like you will not need to convince someone that they should be your boyfriend. As Soon as I decided I'm done with this, I am moving on from this person. I also decided to move to New York City and that was where my boyfriend um was living and I had met him once before that but I moved to New York I got to know him better and we started dating and it was just right away it was like he had all the qualities that I'd been looking for he made it very obvious that he wanted to be with me he told me you know he told me he wanted to be with me he he just did not make me question anything. He did not make me feel insecure about myself. He didn't make me want to try to fix him or change him because he was already who I was looking for. You know, there was nothing to fix or change about him. And I think part of what allowed me to really recognize a good thing when I finally found it was doing some reflecting on some of these bad situations that I had been in, in the past and these three situationships that I talked about. So a few of the kind of main lessons that I feel like I learned um and, you know, where I went wrong in these past situationships that I was in. Um I think, you know, overall I was definitely sending myself the message that my needs, my boundaries, my desires were just less important than the other person's. Um, I think, again, anytime that you are going with what the other person wants when it's not what you want, you are just going against your own needs and you're basically telling yourself what you need doesn't matter. And, you know, you would never say that or do that to your best friend or to a partner that you cared about so why do you do that to yourself um i was also just settling for less than i deserved and less than what i wanted you know i i wasn't confident or self-assured enough to know that i deserve to have higher standards and even when i did kind of start to realize like yeah i deserve more than this i wasn't able to give that to myself yet because I was just, I needed to work on my confidence and I needed to work on my self-esteem. I had a lot of unhealed emotional trauma from past experiences. I am also a sexual assault survivor, so I had a lot of sexual trauma that I had not processed yet. And that caused me to kind of subconsciously not really be ready for a real relationship. Um so I would basically choose people who I knew couldn't actually give me a relationship. So that's kind of confusing, so I'll try to explain that in another way. Basically, sometimes we choose unavailable people because we are actually not available ourselves. And the reason we're not available, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why that could be, but I think for me it was like I had not healed and I was just not ready for a real relationship. But at the same time I'm not one of those people who thinks you have to be completely healed before you can be in a relationship. Um, you know I've been with my boyfriend for a little bit over a year now and I definitely have more healing to do. I have you know I've healed a lot throughout this year that we've been together like you don't need to be completely healed, but I think you just need to be self-aware enough to be like to like at least know the work that you need to do and to make sure that you know your past trauma is not Stopping you from taking care of yourself or from, you know, loving yourself enough to find people who will love you. I had a lot of shame and it was causing me to think that I was unworthy of love. Brene Brown defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. When I first heard that quote, I was like, oh my God, this is this is totally me. <laughs> um, that definition of shame really, really encompasses that pain that I was experiencing because of my past trauma and because of some of the bad relationships that I'd been in. And it was causing me to just really not feel worthy of love, not feel worthy of a healthy relationship. And I was basically like subconsciously blocking myself from finding the right person. So if you're listening to me talk about all this and you're feeling like, yes, I am definitely relating to this. If you related to any of my past situationship stories or, you know, what I just talked about around shame, around healing trauma, I want you to ask yourself these three tough questions and maybe journal about them if you're into journaling. Um, And Just kind of reflect on these three questions that I'm about to ask you, and I think it'll help you kind of dig into where you're currently at with dating and relationships and hopefully kind of understand yourself better and understand like areas that you might need to work on. So the first question I want you to ask yourself and journal about is, are you actually ready for and available for a relationship? Could you be attracting or attracted to unavailable people because you yourself are not truly available? So, you know, these questions kind of go off of what I talked about earlier of sometimes we can be subconsciously attracting the wrong people because we are actually just not ready for a relationship. So I want you to be really honest with yourself and ask yourself, again, are you actually ready for and available for a relationship? And if you answer no, do you think that it's possible that you are attracting the wrong people or attracted to the wrong people because you yourself are not available yet? The second question I want you to ask yourself is, are there parts of yourself you feel you cannot ever show someone else? Are there things about you or your past that you feel ashamed of? And if so, how can you learn to let go of that shame and make room for the possibility of sharing it with someone so this one really hits deep my boyfriend was the first person who i actually talked to about a few different things that i felt really ashamed of and it wasn't until i actually told him these things that i realized i had been keeping these things bottled up inside me because i felt so ashamed and i remember there were years where i literally thought like i can never tell anyone these things because nobody would love me if they knew these things about me and as soon as i told my boyfriend it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and he was like you know i still love you like he didn't he didn't he didn't see me any differently he didn't judge me he was there for me he supported me he talked me through things that were difficult to talk about so i want you to really be honest with yourself right now and think about like Are there parts of yourself that you feel like you cannot ever show someone else? Or are there specific situations you've been through? Um, Maybe it's trauma. Maybe it's mistakes you've made in the past. And are you feeling like those are things that you will never be able to share with another person? And if you do, if you do relate to that, I want you to really just imagine what it would be like to find someone who completely accepted you for everything that you are and accepted every single bad choice you've ever made and it did not make them look at you any differently and the first step to finding that person is learning to let go of the shame that you're holding on to and the third question that I want to ask you I know these are kind of tough questions I did I did warn you these are tough questions (laughs) Um, but the third question is is there something you are punishing yourself for Is there something you haven't yet forgiven yourself for? And could this be keeping you stuck? Could it be keeping you stuck in this idea that you are not worthy of a loving, healthy relationship? So this question kind of goes along with the previous question, um, but it's just digging a little bit deeper into it. So, you know, is there a chance that you are subconsciously punishing yourself or hurting yourself? through choosing men who will hurt you. So something that I realized that I'm, I'll definitely do a whole episode about this, but sometimes dating and sex can actually be forms of self-harm. We are actually like harming ourselves by continually choosing people who we know deep down are going to hurt us, or continually putting ourselves in situations that don't align with our values or dating people who treat us like shit like that is a form of of self-harm and could you be punishing yourself for some of these things that you feel ashamed of and how can you learn to stop doing that (laughs) how can you learn to stop using dating and sex as ways to harm yourself or to punish yourself okay so i know this episode was Kind of a lot. Um, (laughs) It kind of ended on a heavy note, but I hope that you could relate to what I talked about. And I really hope that you use these questions that I asked to kind of journal and reflect on things that you've been through. And definitely let me know, reach out to me on social media um, if, you know, if these questions helped you, if you related to any of the stories that I told about my past situationship experiences. And yeah, I'm just really excited about this podcast. I have so many episode ideas. I have so many episodes in the works right now. And I'm just excited to hopefully help all of you out there who are currently or in the past were in situationships or any situations really that are just not making you feel good around dating and sex. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Situationship to Soulmate podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so it can reach other people who need it. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Situationship to Soulmate. And feel free to shoot me an email at soulmate at gmail.com. See you next time. Mm